0: Okay, so this is obviously my first time, so I thank you Lord that I'm with a gracious church that uh, understands that I'm learning and growing in the grace of our Saviour. So um, if there was a title to what I want to say tonight is thank you that you're gracious and I may be about 11 minutes, but anyway, um, one thing you lack or hopefully in our case we don't lack. So I'm going to read a fair bit of scripture, so I hope you like the Bible, otherwise you're in the wrong place. Uh, so, let us uh, I've got the boys to put up on the, the screen, which is Mark 10. So, anyone that's uh, got your Bibles, if you want to open up to Mark 10, uh, verses, probably on the screen, so I'll just read it from there, 13. Um, and it's, it's a story, first of all, of the little children and Jesus. It says, people were bringing the children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, and he placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. And then it goes on to talk about the, the rich young ruler. Uh, so, or the rich ruler in 17. It says, As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his f- knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud... How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, "Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich for the rich to enter the kingdom of God." The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, "Who then can be saved?" Jesus looked at them and said, "With human beings this is impossible. But with the God, all things are possible. So that's the first scenario. Now we're going to flip over to um, Luke 19, uh, from the beginning of Luke 19. And the boys have got it. Yep, good. On it, Evan. Uh, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here I am, here, and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost." Lord God, I I thank you, Father, for an opportunity, Father, to uh, gather together in your house, Father, as your body, Father of believers. I ask that you would give me revelation, Father, and uh, to articulate it in such a way, Father, that it would be all your words and none of mine. Father, that we would have hearts to hear your word, Lord, a word in season, Father, I ask, and I believe right now, Father, that that would be truth now. So, obviously, uh, it's a lot of reading so I just blew up a lot of my time straight away just reading that. So, whew, I'm done. Catch you later. <laughs> no, joking. But I could have. I've nearly done that much time. Uh, no, so the scenario, obviously, I probably don't have to preach too much because you can probably see the contrasts, and if you're putting points together, you've already got the answer to what I'm going to. We've got a, a scenario with a uh, little children, which was, you know... Um, Jesus said, "Unless you have that faith of a little child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven." Then we have a scenario of a a rich man who had, um, you know, he was a churchy, basically. He was like, you know, well, it speaks to me because I can see myself falling into this trap. He was a churchy, you know. He had done all, ticked all the right boxes. He asked God or Jesus, he said, "Uh, "What must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven?" You know, he came, you know, knowing that he had his stuff together pretty well, and uh, and Jesus said. You know, you know all the commandments. What's funny, that of all the things he said, he left the first and most important one out. You know, like, say, so this is a Jewish guy. He knows the commandments. The fact, we know he knows the commandments, because he said, all these things I have done since my youth. Like, you know, literally saying to them, you know, he was literally saying to Jesus, I know the scenario. Jesus said to them all, and he doesn't say, oh, hang on, you've missed one there, Jesus. That You know, the one where God is, you know, the, the main one here. And instead of Jesus being so gracious, instead of pointing out his failing, he, you know, or, you know, he missed that one thing. He said, one thing you lack. One thing you lack. He said, sell all you have and come follow me. So we see that Jesus loved him because when he said, you know, you know one thing you lack, he, before that he said he looked at him and he loved him. So we know that Jesus loved him. So he was saying that, and he was saying, you know, sell everything you have and then come follow me. He was literally giving him an offer to be a disciple, like you know. He, so he was. This was his call to him to become a disciple of Christ, and his possessions, which were now the one thing, which were now the replacement of God, had just disowned him from being the disciple. He left without making that commitment. Then, on the contrast, contrast that scenario is Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And in the day, the tax collectors work for Rome. So now he's Jewish or not Jewish, I don't know. Like, I haven't done that big a study. I'm sure people here may be able to work it out. But the scenario is he was not liked by the Jewish people because he collected for the enemy. And, you know, he, once again, just like the rich young r- ruler, he was looking for a salvation in something. You know, he doesn't say he's looking for salvation, but does say that he wanted to see this Jesus, you know. So he climbs a little tree, you know, because he, he's a man, self-made man just like this uh, rich ruler. You know, he knew that he was short in stature and he couldn't see Jesus. So he climbs a tree to find, you know, see Jesus when he comes. So here we go. We've got another, the, the contrast here is when Jesus comes to his house or to his place and he calls out, you know, what's uh as Zacchaeus come down well Zacchaeus comes down straight away and gladly receives um, Jesus into his house and into his home and on upon receiving Jesus into his home he gives half of everything away which is what the rich young ruler who found his righteousness in what he did couldn't do so what am I saying what's the contrast what am I saying here with this already probably well over time is that our Our righteousness does not come from what we do. If it did, this rich young ruler, you know, made us all look bad. Like I I can tell you right now, I couldn't get up here if Jesus was in here and say one thing you lack. Because I'm telling you, I lack a lot more than one thing. But he was boasting of himself. And that's what Jesus called him out on. You've made this life that you live, you've made it about what you do. And here's a savior standing in front of him, and he couldn't realize it. And a non Christian or non Jew, and someone who doesn't know anything about when he was in the presence of a savior, savior he saw that this guy was good. And out of that, he gave away. So like, how's the contrast? You know, this is a Jewish guy that knows the law, and he should be a good giving man. And because of the fact that he was wealthy and he couldn't give it away, he couldn't give. And then we have. Uh Zacchaeus, who was a rich man, again, but out of the revelation, instant revelation, no, not preaching or anything, of seeing a saviour, he gives half his wealth away. So for me, the contrast is that our righteousness does not come from what we do. It comes from who Christ is. So where does that bring it? Look, I, as I practiced this this morning, I was like, how do I wind this up? How do I bring it to a place that I can, you know, say... You can get something out of this. I don't want it just to be words. And this, and this, this is what I got to. It is we are what we we believe rightly about. We are righteous, not according to what we've done; otherwise, we'd be in trouble. I'd be in a lot of trouble. Uh, but we are righteous according according to what we believe. We believe that in the presence of our Savior, we invite Him in, and then out of that, we do our good works. Zacchaeus was led by this. We'd say. As Christians, if he was righteous in this house, we'd say he's led by the Spirit to give half of it away. But he was in the presence of a saviour. He didn't get a law that told him how to do anything. He did it out of response to Christ, receiving him and seeing him in his life. So, you know, I stand before you guys knowing that I see you guys as righteous. You are righteous in Christ. You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Uh, Not according to anything you've done. So just relax and know that God is good and he'll work through you in everything and in every way and you don't have to perform because the performance is done.